Before we get started, a special thank you is in order to our friends over at Stanley Customs. Stanley Customs creates amazing custom sports figurines for all you athletes out there. Right now, our listeners will get 15% off their order and all interviewees will get 25% off of their order simply by going to Stanley underscore Customs on Instagram and telling them that Globally Ballin sent you. Thank you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Globally Ballin podcast, a product of the Globally Ballin podcast network we have a fantastic interview for you today so sit back and enjoy and thank you all for joining us one more time here's the music i gotta let you go finish the game with a broken hand yeah finish the game with- i'm rio 2016 silver medalist and asian games 2018 gold medalist young man how do you use a celebrity for good you know, it's, uh, up until that point, most of us as, as athletes were taught how to use a celebrity to manipulate, to get a girl, to get famous, whatever it is. We're hours away from kind of the nearest hospital to end up losing this leg over. I don't think a lot of people know the opportunities there are actually to play overseas, especially in the women's category. Actually broke my neck. I was paralyzed from the waist down, and I was never supposed to walk again, much less be able to play football again. Had a couple guys get robbed at gunpoint, um, and one of them was just like, "Yeah, get me out." At the same time, there are some who would still keep their nine to five jobs because the pay for being an athlete isn't enough. Don't complain when we look like idiots abroad in these big tournaments. What league or country gave you the best pay contract-wise? Probably Turkey my last season. Okay. Today's episode is with Danielle Imperial, captain of the women's national hockey team of the Philippines. Danielle is going to give us an insight on um, not only a sport that we haven't even covered yet, but a sport that doesn't typically, I would guess, um, line up with countries in Southeast Asia in your brain if you had to tie countries together with a sport. As we've talked before, the Philippines is predominantly a basketball country. Volleyball may be in second, but hockey does not really find itself high up on the list a couple questions come to mind when you when you think about that one it brings up the the question of does climate have anything to do with the sports that are popular Uh, for example it's very hot in the philippines Um, it goes ranges from nice weather to hot weather no snow no cold weather and yet they still have hockey players but um does a hot country mean always that cold weather sports won't be popular or not or is it something else does something else go into the popularity of a sport or is it a little bit of both so that's a question we'll kind of pick at a little bit with danielle and um danielle's also going to give us kind of an, an insight on what level of hockey looks like in the philippines right now as well as what it looks like in southeast asia when you think of hockey you probably you probably think of Canada, United States, uh, Europe, you probably don't think a lot about Southeast Asia or maybe even um, at least East Asia. 
and that's fair, I would say, and um, um, understandable. And not that Danielle is necessarily going to completely change your mind. In fact, she's she's not going to, I don't think. Um, but it's still very important insight on what it looks like in the Philippines. It's not non-existent. That's what's important. It's not non-existent. It does exist, and there is hope for it to grow. And it raises the question again, now if you compare hockey with beach volleyball, two sports that are struggling in popularity in the Philippines, one makes sense that it's not popular. One doesn't make sense at all. So what's holding them back? That's the question that we continue to look at when we look at developing leagues and developing sports in a certain country is what's holding them back? What's the reason why they're not as popular as they potentially could be? Is there anything that can be done to change that? Or is it just time? Is it just exposure? What is it? What needs to be done to change that? Can anything be done to change it? So by looking at a sport that is low on the list in the Philippines, hockey, and a country that doesn't fit the typical climate outlook um, when you think of a hockey country, um, we dissect the question of what will it take to bring a sport that doesn't fit the climate, doesn't fit the situation, what will it take to make that sport popular in that country? So this week we address hockey in the Philippines with our guest, Danielle Imperial. Please enjoy. Hey everybody, this episode is brought to you by an additional sponsor. We are now also brought to you by Creating Young Minds. Creating Young Minds is a nonprofit out of Louisville, Texas, right outside of Dallas. You may remember we've had an episode in the past with the founders of Creating Young Minds, Dr. Shira Ackerman and Coach Mathis Crowder. Creating Young Minds strives to help young men achieve success in their life where they may not have otherwise achieved that success. One way they do this is through their new basketball team. The Louisville Yellow Jackets, affiliated with Creating Young Minds, play in TBL, the Basketball League, and through a combination of their nonprofit as well as their basketball team, Creating Young Minds and the Louisville Yellow Jackets are doing their best to bring the European model of basketball to the United States. That is Creating Young Minds. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, basically everywhere. Find creating young minds check them out see what they're all about and when the tbl league rolls around once again keep an eye out for the lewisville yellow jackets thank you hi yeah my name's danielle imperial um i'm the women's team captain for the philippine ice hockey team awesome and you were just where uh so we were just in taipei last week playing in the 2019 women's taipei cup um, it was an invitational tournament, recreational, but it was the first of its um, kind. And it was re really fun. There were teams from uh, Thailand, Singapore, uh, obviously Taipei. There were two teams. Actually, they're junior teams, and they were really good. Um, so it was a really good experience, um, a really good skill level. Um, definitely much higher than, well, not much higher, but of a higher level than we are. So. It was good to really try and keep up with them and see what we need to work on. How did um, how did the Philippines do? Um, we actually just won against India. Um, they were our first game, and then we actually got two players injured in the game after that. So that was really unfortunate. Oh. Um, after those injuries, we pretty much struggled as a team, and it was tough because the rest of the games were against uh, Thailand, Hong Kong, Singapore, and those are pre pretty seasoned teams. So 
it was it was pretty rough. But again, learning experience and it was a recreational tournament. So we're glad it happened earlier on and we have three months to prepare for our Women's Challenge Cup of Asia, which is our our main goal right now. And that will that that cup coming up, will that be all of all of Asia? Um, no, so in the Women's Challenge Cup of Asia, um, in our division, we're playing against Thailand, Singapore, and Malaysia. And in the lower division, it's uh, UAE, Kuwait, India, and I think this year, Mongolia might be joining. So in the grand scheme of things around the world, do any who usually represents Southeast Asia um, in, in global competition? I'm actually... Not sure if there are any Southeast Asian countries that have reached high levels. Um, I think in Asia, it's, well, obviously Japan's way up there. Um, Korea just played in the last Olympics. Um, I think among the countries I've played against, personally, Taipei would be the highest rank right now. I think next year they're playing in Division 2A. Yeah, so that's great for them. and. That's the highest level team I've played against. Yeah, I guess I was for some reason thinking that qualifier would include some from Asia and then somebody would have to go from Southeast Asia, but that's obviously not um, how that works. So nobody you think has, I'm just kind of pulling it up while I talk to see if we're missing anybody, but I don't think anybody did represent Southeast Asia in the Olympics for sure. I, th um, I think there are, there are other requirements as well though. Like, like for us, even if say we win the Women's Challenge Cup of Asia, we can't move up to the World Champs Division 3 because we haven't met other requirements such as like one would be having a women's league and that entails having over 60 women's players above the age of 12. So that's why a lot of us can't really move up because other than winning tournaments, um, it's really growing the game as a whole and really having that sustainable uh, pool of players. So if you don't currently have um, at least a professional league of that size, how do you women get practice going? Like, where do, what do you guys do to stay ready? Do you just train as a team or are you on Honestly, like a club? Yeah, no, um, right now here in the Philippines, we just train as a team uh, twice a week for the national team on weekends. And we play together in the local league, but that's mixed with boys. So, but actually that's good practice that just started this sure. year. Um, they put all the girls in one team and that really gets us uh, practicing our chemistry and everything else. Our women's national, league, national team coach is also behind the bench in that league. So it's, it's great. It's like having a third training. And training time isn't easy to come by here because like the whole hockey community shares just one rink in Manila. So it, it's tough, but you know, we make the most of what we get. Do you all train at the Mall of Asia? Yes, we all train at Mall of Asia. I've been there several times, so I have my, I can picture it all right now, but I'm trying to think. So when you play, at least the for the women's national team, is it a paid position or are you not being covered as far as training in the weekends? No, um, we, we, we pay for our own training. Um, uh, the SM Mall actually supports us. Um, I think part of the ice rental is taken care of by them, especially the, with the Hockey Philippines Ice Hockey Federation. We're pretty much taken care of, well, better than before, but then, like, most of it still comes from us players uh, individually. Um, so, yeah, financially, we need a lot more backing if we were to get more ice time, um, more training, and, you know, all those resources necessary. 
but right now it's mostly the players funding themselves. So you said there's only the one training area, at least the only one you guys use, which is in Mall of Asia, right in, in the Metro Manila area. Is there anything yeah. even outside that you know of um, expanding anywhere out, or is it really just that one at the Mall of Asia? Um, so there's a rink in the SM Mega Mall, which is uh, in Mandaluyong. So it's not a regular sized rink, and the surrounding um, boards is, uh, I think it's just made of some type of glass. So we're not allowed to play hockey there, but then usually, like, I go there to skate. Um, maybe uh, I've skated with a few girls there before, you know, but we're not allowed to bring in pucks and gears and nets. So, but yeah, um, we, we skate there. Again, like I said, we just make the most of whatever we have. Um, and then in the south area of, uh, of, of Luzon, we have a um, SM South Mall. Um, so they have a rink also, but it's probably like a, a fourth the size of a regular rink. Oh, wow. Um, I know hockey, hockey is allowed there, but yeah, so it's a fourth the size. And maybe for skills training, but not many players go there. It's pretty far and yeah I know they I, I know they didn't have a Zamboni for like two years so oh. that was that was tough yeah I think they just got one going now but I'm not sure how it is and I don't think anyone's really gone there to try it out everyone I always talk with in the Philippines in my time there it's very clear that basketball is sport number one and I think yes. it's, it's pretty clear that volleyball I think we'd agree is sport number two yeah. At least close, and I don't know, maybe boxing three, who knows? But football, where, yeah. Oh yeah, that's growing too. Oh, that's true. I should, yeah, I should put that in. Where does hockey fall? Um. Well, in recent years, we've been gaining a lot of uh, um, public interest, especially with our national teams competing, because the national teams only started competing in 2017, so it's very recent. But in every tournament since. Um, more and more people have been interested in the sport and watching. I know because I do the live stream for the men's hockey team, so I do see the views and oh, really? you know, like yeah. So we've been we've been hitting higher numbers every time, and it's great to see. But you know, it's it's not the sport that people would come out for, like say to watch a game at the rink. Um, but it's getting there. Um, in the last tournament we hosted, uh, the men's Challenge Cup of Asia in 2018, the rink was back and it wasn't even just family and friends of players so that was really great to see hopefully we got a lot more of that coming um southeast the uh, southeast asian games in december is a big tournament um oh sorry it's a big competition and luckily the men's ice hockey team's fielding an event uh is playing at the event and uh, a lot of filipinos tune into that so hopefully we get we grab a, a lot more interest from uh the public is it is it popular enough that during the Southeast Asian Games, where I assume you'll play at the Mall of Asia Ice Rink, is that right? Or the men yeah. will? Um, yes. Will they charge for tickets, or is it going to just be, let's get as many people in here as we can? Well, see, um, you, so you've been here, right? Um, yes. It's a really small rink, and yeah. there are no stands. It's really just a, a little space around. Um, so seating is very limited. Okay. Um, from what I know, they, they only sold 100 tickets. Okay. Which is like, like I said in the last uh, tournament we hosted, the rink was packed. I think over 400 people came. So the limited uh, availability of tickets in the Sea Games is pretty sad because um, we were counting on it to really get people interested in the game and watching, you know, to grow that fan base. But it it is what it is, and uh, hopefully we get the live stream 
um, attracting a lot of viewers. So we'll, we'll have to count on that. So in a country that ranges from like 75 degrees Fahrenheit to like 110 all year, how, how do you grow interest in an ice hockey? Well, we tell them it's cold, you know, you don't have to stay outside. <laughs> no air cold. Um, yeah, because um, honestly, like I, I, I tried playing floorball. I was actually on the national team once and I was like, oh gosh, this is wild. Like um, it, it actually still is hot in this rink when, I, when we train. Because um, the air conditioning it. isn't very strong, and you know, yeah. So um, I guess whenever I tell people that uh, they should play hockey, it's like, yo, it's cold. <laughs> no, but kidding aside, um, to grow the sport, I think enough people are attracted to the rinks alone. Like if you look at public skating time, like a lot of people really come just to get skates on, and they're very fascinated by it. They're very, they find it very cool, and obviously it is, and. I think that's one of the things that drew a lot of the hockey players now to the sport. It's very unique, and especially in a tropical country like the Philippines. So I don't think um, it's so much a question of um, attracting people to the sport or gaining interest. It's more of how accessible the sport is to most people. Like, for example, we do not have uh, an equipment shop here. Every player who plays hockey um, buys their gear online or asks relatives to say uh, to bring over equipment and even with that like you're not sure of your sizes so I think that's one big factor like not having equipment readily available do you think um, do you yeah. just to, sorry I'm mean gonna cut you off but um, thinking from an investment mind here if anyone's thinking about it do you do you think that would be a successful business or do you think the number of players is too low where it would help a few but really wouldn't necessarily be needed enough to succeed long term um actually like i actually personally tried getting into distribution for a certain hockey brand not to be named sure, that's <laughs> but fine. um yeah so that, that didn't work out because either there's that minimum amount for equipment to, to order and you know even if you did have the money for it there just isn't a big enough market um let's say a minimum would be almost like 25,000 US and so like no matter how many people want to chip in for it really find the need to have equipment here it's it's just not uh, it, it's just not very realistic like even if we do want to grow the sport it's it's a long shot so hopefully I don't know um, maybe we get by with uh, importing gear from other distributors but so far no one has really um, been convinced that it's worth doing um, hopefully someone soon but I really think it will help definitely big help for hockey so no professional league for women you're playing with the men right now um, yeah as far as that league goes are those players paid no no um, we we paid to play in the league and even then, uh, yeah, no, no compensation whatsoever. But it's just recreational, so I think like everyone, and like no one expects to be paid. Like no one here is an athlete by profession, even in the men's national team. Um, I think only until recently they they're starting to get an allowance from Philippine Sports Committee. But um, everyone else, no, um, they're getting that. Uh, that benefit because they're competing in the sea games but 
for the rest of us, I think it's going to be a while until that happens. Where are local, not local, um, regional professional women's hockey leagues? Can you think of any outside of the Philippines? Um, professional, I can only think of uh, China. Um, so there's actually a Filipina up there playing, um, Rachel Llanes. She played for Northeastern University. So she's full Filipino. Um, she's playing, she, yeah, she, she played in the C-Dub um, when the Vanky Rays were, were part of it. But right now, I think they're competing in the Russian Women's League. Um, yeah, I think that's the closest. <laughs> um, as far as the popularity of the sport goes, does um, do you see that changing or growing and you know does that does the popularity um also connect with uh, maybe a lack of popularity in winter olympic sports as a whole um well i think i think media coverage for um figure skating when michael martinez was part of the olympics um that went a long way to promote ice sports so figure skating obviously got a lot of publicity publicity from that and I'd say the rink in general. So I think I'd say we gained um, a bit of interest in hockey from the publicity that Michael got. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, since ever since we started competing as a national team and we get media coverage for that, like we have gotten a lot of, uh, well, I wouldn't say fans, but a lot of people have been following the national teams a lot. And so I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's so much, uh, given the popularity that ice sports gained, given the publicity Michael had in the Olympics, um, I'd say um, there is a connection, obviously, um, given the media coverage. and. How would you pitch, how would you sell hockey to people that are unfamiliar with it and you know that they would enjoy it? What is it about hockey that you think people may be missing in the Philippines? Um, well, it's a unique sport given it's uh, played on ice, right? So I think with that alone, you gain a lot of interest from people. Um, everyone thinks that hockey is a very physical sport. Um, everyone is under the impression that it's um, expensive, it's dangerous, it's only for guys and all that. So I think once we get those questions and we really address them and say no it's not that physical it's not it's not all about the hits and you know injuries that they see on say youtube um but yeah so mainly addressing all of those um notions uh that 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 alone takes away their hesitation to try the sport and getting them on skates it's also not an easy thing like i said lack of equipment um but yeah so i think gaining uh i think um convincing people to try the sport um it's it's more of the uniqueness of ice sports um i think once get we get them to watch hockey games uh which we don't usually have here actually since the league games are so late at night but just showing them the game played, um, getting them to watch trainings, showing them the equipment. Um, it's, it's, it's exciting for them because, it, you know, it's not common. So with that alone, like, that's how we draw people in, get them on skates, try the sport. So when, I, when I've been in the Philippines in the past, 
Um, yeah. You have NBA games live um, being shown in the morning because of the time difference and then replayed at yeah. night, um, both in the morning and at night of the NBA. Um, when I was yeah. there for the, during the Super Bowl, I had to find an American bar and I could watch it live um, that morning. What about hockey? Do you ever get like an NHL game on TV or anything of that sort? No, never. None at all. Um, my brother and I subscribe to NHL TV. So okay. That's about it. <laughs> and yeah. even, well, even like, okay, so you and your brother, are you outliers? Are you in the small little group of people that have, have subscribed? Can you, I mean, I would assume yeah. you could count the people on two hands that have NHL, you know, NHL.com subscription in the Philippines. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, not even all hockey players here subscribe um, to that or even watch hockey in general. So, I think, yeah, that's 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 actually a big thing. Even among players who play, um, you know, it really it, it does help to watch hockey. You know, to improve the hockey IQ and everything. But yeah, without hockey um, on TV. Um, subscription is really the only other option okay uh is there anything else you think we need to add include and talk about when it comes to hockey or maybe specifically women's hockey or hockey in general in the philippines i think right now the focus is really just on our efforts to grow the game um in the past two years since the national teams reformed um our focus has been on being competitive in southeast asia for challenge cup see games and all that and i think now that we've played in all of those tournaments you know we've won medals we've gotten media coverage and all that i think most of us are starting to realize the responsibility we have to grow the game um without you know the younger players coming up without um the public the sorry the, without the public following hockey and all that um, there's really only so much we can do alone. Um, so I'd say in the next few years, I think growing the sport in general, getting younger players to step up, step in, join the game, um, I think that that would be a big focus for us, especially for the women's team. There's no way for us to move up to the world champs if not by inviting a lot more girls to join, getting, the, getting that 60-player women's league running. Um, and we have a long way to go. Uh, right now, we only have, I'd say, 15 active players in the country and a few others overseas that make up the national team. But outside wow. of that, we have less than 10 young young girls playing. Um, so, yeah, like I said, a really long way to go, and I think that should be the focus moving forward in the next few years. Um, awesome. I guess I, I did have one other one, and that's when we were talking to... Um, some of the beach volleyball and volleyball players in the Philippines. Um, one of their biggest things was they're fighting an uphill battle with beach volleyball and they don't understand why. Cause you, you know, 7,000 islands, there's not a lot That's of, very odd, yeah. yeah, not a lot of overhead and they, they're still fighting this uphill battle. I feel like the uphill battle you're, you're fighting with hockey actually does kind of make sense. Would you agree? Yeah. So given the popular sports that you mentioned earlier, say basketball, uh, volleyball, football. For me personally, I think the main thing is that it's a sport played um, by university varsity clubs, varsity teams rather. And Filipinos are big on that, like uh, the UAAP, so university games, like that gets a really big following. Um, they play in big arenas, they get uh, the games are televised. So I think 
for me, like that's what made the sport really popular. Um, the fact that it's played by colleges and you know schools follow it religiously. Um, fan base is huge. So I think anything outside of sports played by universities, I think it, it's tough to grow just because it's it's hard to get that publicity for sports. And you know, like you have students um, in in grade school, high school, they look up to these uh, university college athletes, and you know, like there's something to look forward to. Like, hey, I can I can play in university when I'm there, or you know, I can train to do this and that. I think it's it, it's it's also about giving young kids a goal or like something to work work to. And right now, for say hockey, um, we don't have the platform to get that message out there. Like, even if there are national teams, um, you know, not a lot of people can say, "Hey, I I want to play hockey. I want to play for the national team." But for the players that do play now, like the younger players, they do have national teams to look up to, and I think that's helped really grow the 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 numbers for youth hockey right now. It's not where we want it to be yet, like. Um, we're a long way from where we want the numbers to be at, but it has helped to have a national team. And in the same way, I think it will help the sport um, in general if we have the platform to show a lot more kids or even you know teens, adults, or whoever that there is hockey here. There are players to look up to and say you know like hey, like I'm a fan of this player or this team, and that gets them more interested in the sport, right? So. So just back to what I said, um, the sports that you mentioned earlier that were popular, uh, basketball, soccer, uh, volleyball, like there are a lot of teams televised, there are universities that play it, so it gets a lot of that publicity and that following. And I think that's what we need for hockey as well. Um, I think having more rinks definitely will help the case. Right now it's at the SML of Asia, and it's pretty far from a lot of uh, residential areas. So. Again, accessibility of the sport. I think that's the main thing. Awesome. All right. I um, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really glad we finally got an episode about hockey in. Uh, there's a few sports that are in the works and haven't been touched on yet, uh, but hockey was one of those ones that was kind of looming. But I'm glad we finally got to it. And. Um, <clears throat> And, and I'm happy that we started the way that we did. We started with a country where it's not so popular. I didn't want to start with a country where it was hockey was everything. I wanted to start on the flip side. I wanted to start with a country that, yes, it exists, but um, it's got a long, long way to go. And I think Daniel uh, pointed that out to us. They have a national team in the Philippines, both men and women, but they don't even have a league specifically for women. That seems so crazy that you'd have a national team that's ready to compete, and yet you don't even have a league for women to play in. I mean, they're playing with the guys, which Danielle said she loves, which is great. I don't really care about that, but it's the fact that there is no set league available because the demand is is at a, is too low. When you just think about it, instantly you think national team is something you build up to but it's almost as if it's flipped and national league national team comes first and then you build the leagues around it interesting thought interesting idea um and you know in the end i was happy they have a team that's 
there dedicated enough to participate. And if nothing else, it gives um, young, maybe future hockey players, people to look up to and bars to continue to be broken and improvements to continue to be uh, continue to be made. It just really puts everything in perspective and makes things seem so very different. I've been been to the Philippines several times and I know exactly the ice rink she's talking about that she practices on. Um, me and my, my wife gone there several times and it's amazing to think that there's a national team out there somewhere and I'm sure this isn't just the case in the Philippines, but there's a national team out there that skates on the public ice that everybody else does and has to schedule their practice time. Like they don't have their own training area. They, they have one place for the most part where they can go play hockey. And this is like Ernest Obiena in our last episode who said there's like one place where you can jump for pole vault in the entire area. It seems so odd to me, especially from coming from a country in the US where we have so many opportunities and so many things available for us. Um, but yeah, it's really um, exciting for me that yet they only have one spot where they can practice. They still have that team and they still have an energy. And, um, you know, what I see when I look at it as somebody who is out here trying to promote opportunities, promote leagues, um, promote teams, tell the story of players. Um, for me, I don't see a country that's given up on hockey. I see a country that has the potential to love hockey. They do. They can only go up from here. And when you have people like Danielle who are passionate about it and the rest of her team who's passionate about it and the men's team who they're passionate about it and have had, I should point out the men have had um, success in the SEA Games, uh, the Southeast Asian Games, and um, are going to be defending, shooting to defend the gold here coming up in like a week here in the Southeast Asian Games 2019 in Manila. On their home ice when i look at that i see potential for growth for uh for the love of a sport which is exciting um, especially in a country that has such a passion for basketball which is great passion for sport is fantastic uh, they have passion for basketball passion for volleyball um, but it's exciting that they have potential to grow and it's not just the philippines this just opens my eyes and hopefully it opens yours too that there are countries over all over this world um, that have the potential to grow and fall in love with different sports. Some sports find their way around the globe and some of them that were very used to being popular are not even a thought in other countries. You know, I know we talked a little bit about different leagues that are available for American football, but truly in the grand scheme of things, there's not that many countries that offer it, especially when you compare it to things like soccer or basketball. And yet it's a sport that we're so used to and hockey is a sport that I'm very, very used to watching, trying to play, uh, but enjoying watching for sure. And yet I'm talking with people in a country where their national team goes and plays on the public ice and um, has to make sure they're not uh, making sure they have time to go on. Um, that's so foreign to me. It's very, very, very foreign to me where um, the national players representing my country are professional hockey players, uh, although that might change um, but if they're not they're star college players um, it's just a totally different situation and I don't want to look at it as a country like I said it's not a country who's given up on a sport or a country who will never be entwined with a sport it's a country that has great potential to love a sport that I love and so many people out there love and so for that I say keep going Philippines it's exciting it's so fun to watch a country grow in a sport
you know, especially within, when you're in a region that's wide open. You're in Southeast Asia. No secret. There's not a lot of competition in Southeast Asia. You could really go out there and run the table. And it's exciting that, you know, that top spot in the region is up for grabs. That can be you, Philippines, or that can really be anyone out there in Southeast Asia listening. That area is up for grabs. Go win that and develop from there. Be that country that people say, you know, hockey's really not that big in Southeast Asia. Anyway, you know, except, except the Philippines, except Indonesia, except Malaysia. They're pretty big. Except Singapore, they love hockey. Be that outlier country in an area where it may be overlooked. You want people to notice you in athletics? Stand out in the region you're in. Dominate in the region you're in. Good luck to all you countries in the Southeast Asian Games and all your sports. Now, after talking hockey, especially in, uh, in hockey, good luck. Enjoy the time. I'll be watching. I hope our listeners will be watching. And we're excited to see how it turns out. So, God bless and have a great day. Southeast Asian Games. Thank you all for making it through another episode. A couple things I got a quick run through and then we'll be done. Uh, first, if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our different key platforms. Uh, first, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin. Also, Instagram uh, at globallyballinofficial and then Twitter at Globally Ballin. The Instagram and Twitter are by far our most active, and they're also very different content. They're actually run by different people. So go ahead and make sure you're following both of those, and they'll also both alert you for when something new is posted either in the podcast or Patreon, which I'm gonna talk about in just a second. Also, um, when it comes to the Facebook account, the Facebook account seems um, less active, and we're aware of that. It's different kind of content and more is coming to the Facebook page. So you'll want to like it to make sure you're ready when a new wave of different content, which is coming soon, starts to make its way on there, which is exciting. Uh, finally, though, is the Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com and then you search globally ball and you're going to find our account $3 a month. And with that, you're going to get a, a couple of things. First, shout out to all the supporters, which is great, which is actually also really good for any of you athletes out there. It's a great way to get your name, your brand, your place where people can find your highlight tapes, all that stuff. That'll be plugged in our episodes, which is great. So if you become a patron um, for the $3 a month, you'll get that. In addition though, what we're really kind of excited about, not that we're not excited about the other one, is that you're gonna get a bunch of extra content. It's gonna be different from when I originally recorded this to when you're listening to this now. We're gonna keep adding to it. Uh, there's a lot of different stuff. It might just be extra stuff that didn't fit into an episode. And there's also a whole new um, different kind of content called Candid Conversations, which is basically a whole new show that we started. As the name suggests, it's a conversation between me and somebody else. For whatever reason, it doesn't fit into an episode. And if you go check out one of those Candid Conversations, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So that $3 a month, you're going to get your shout out and your... Um, your help to support your brand or get attention to your highlight reel or whatever, plus a lot of extra detailed, fun content in addition to this free podcast. So go and check that out. Refresher, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash globallyballin, Instagram at globallyballinofficial, Twitter at globallyballin, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash, or patreon.com search globally balling and you'll find do the three dollar a month patron if you're interested and get all new content a bunch of additional content uh if that's not for you totally fine we still really appreciate you supporting and listening 
Uh, if you have any suggestions, make sure you send us a message. Again, because we're most active on Instagram and Twitter, that's the best way to send us a suggestion. We'd be happy to listen and, um, and try to get anybody in that area and that sport, that country, that topic that'll help you best. So make sure you send us one of those requests. Otherwise, thank you again for listening. You'll hear from us again uh, next week.